In this episode of BTS, we're talking about BTS's comeback and their upcoming new album, Map of the Soul, Persona. We're talking about Armypedia, the special project that they have for ARMY, and how it connects to this new album. And we're also talking about exciting news, a bias change. Join us for all of this and more in this episode of BTS. Let's get it. And we're back. <laughs> this time sooner than previous times. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's weird to actually like come back and record within a normal amount of time. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know why. I don't know what I was doing. A little slithering, a little <laughs> slithering action there with an S. But no, we're really excited. Um, the last episode we left off with talking about our experience buying tickets and it was our first time being able to do that but another first that's coming up for us is like our real first comeback so if for any new army um we don't call new albums in the states like a comeback when um, artists put out new albums it's just like hey we have a new album coming or we're dropping a new album that's what like a lot of people like to say we just dropped a new song or album um but in the K-pop world, they call it a comeback, which I think is funny because we've talked about this a lot, is they come back multiple times in a year with new albums, but they still call it, a, they're making a comeback. Um, so for them, it's like, okay, we've been away for a little while, so now we're coming back with new music. BTS, their comeback is going to be a, a new album, new concept. We're going to get new photos, new looks. K-pop packaging is like really great with albums and they put photo cards and photo books and all sorts of stuff. We were teased this a little while ago that they were coming out with a new album and we knew that they were going to. We just didn't have a date yet. Everyone was kind of speculating. They had announced the concert tour, I think, the stadium tour before they announced the actual date of the comeback. So we knew it had to be sometime in between their tour and when they announced uh, the tour dates. But when they announced the date, everybody freaked out. It's like, oh my gosh, like we have a set date now. This is, as Erica said, our first comeback. So we haven't really known what to expect. Um, and it's been a lot more than I ever expected. It's of <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> It's it's very overwhelming because when they're like, oh, we're coming back with a new album, it's not just like, okay, this is the date it's going to be released and then it's released. We've been given content after content after content. Erica, I don't know if you've noticed any of this like on Twitter and stuff. People are finding connections from their performances at Mama last year and all the end of the year award shows and all the VCRs that Erica was like, oh, I don't really like these. Well, guess what? <laughs> They put teasers in all of those for their new album. So for all, <laughs> Big Hit has a reason for everything that they do. And, you know, they do seem random at the time and you don't really pay attention to them. And then what, four months later, it's like, oh, hey, you should have paid attention to that because we were teasing our new album to you guys. This 
being a part of ARMY is like nothing I've ever experienced in my life before. Like I said, I've been a big fan of other groups and everything like this, but never the way I am for BTS. I mean, come on. Um, But on top of that, not only have I never felt the love this much, but I've also never had like the love coming back in the form of lots of stuff to consume. (laughs) And um, yeah, like it's just been like very overwhelming and, when we were buying tickets and getting ready to try to get concert tickets, it was like all of this stuff coming at us. So the Grammys had just ended. They announced the stadium tour, which we were not ready for. Then they announced like um, Armypedia, which we're going to get into in a second. And then they announced um, like, there's all this other stuff going on. They have Funko pops and their DVD and love yourself stuff is coming out and burn stage and so many things. And, um, I was actually starting to get kind of anxious and that's when you like kind of wonder sometimes like, is there too much of a good thing? You really have to pace yourself with BTS because honestly, you're not going to be able to see everything, hear everything, buy everything. You, You can't. So it's a great, it's great that there's so much to consume, but like it is a lot. And, um, when you want to be in the know and you want to be there and support them and everything, it can, it can be a lot. So, um, we had to find a way to pace ourselves. And like, for me, that meant taking a step back from social media. But that being said, once I was able to pace myself, I was able to get really excited about all the stuff that's coming out. So like we said, their new album is the most exciting thing that's coming out. New music. We have not been here. Like, I don't even know how to like kind of like take this in because when we started liking BTS, besides maybe like Idol, which was sort of out, I guess, maybe kind of, or just about to, anyway, everything was out already. So we can like take it at our own pace. And Molly and I were talking off of the podcast about this, but I was like, you know what? Like it was like yesterday that I actually just listened to Wings straight through because in the days of social media and everything and like not social media but like online digital listening you kind of can just pick out what songs you want and go through it that way or go through it randomly and I realized I haven't really just like taken an album of theirs for just what it is but with this upcoming one that's what it's going to be and so I'm really excited to like not know anything and have this experience with everyone at the same time I I think I had listened to Wings straight through actually maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, Max. Uh, I had my Spotify on and I don't think I hit shuffle. I think like I hit the beginning of a song. The BTS playlist, they've been updating it since they dropped the comeback date. They have been updating it every couple of weeks. They'll put like they started with their older songs and then we're going in order. And when the wings was on there, um, I just turned on the playlist and it started from the beginning. And I listened to the whole thing from the beginning um, and straight through. And, you know, their albums are meant to be listened to that way. Mm-hmm. They We know this from the storylines and the webtoon and from everything that they've been doing. Like they, they tell a story and it's great to listen to their songs on Spotify and then random because sometimes it's fun to hear like No More Dream and then for like Idol to come on and to kind of hear the contrast between how they've grown and, and stuff like that. But it's also great to listen to it, how they meant for us to listen to it. 
And so I'm really excited about that too, to not have to be like, okay, like what song do I listen to first? Like we did when we first got into BTS. Like mm-hmm. I've even asked you and you were deep into them yet. Like, okay, what, what music video do we watch? What song do we listen to? And you're like, I don't know, let's just listen to them all. And we just kind of had to like randomly choose but with this new album, it's like we're going to be able to listen to it from start to finish in order how they want us to listen to it, how it was meant to be to be heard. And we're going to be doing it alongside all 18 million <laughs> plus army. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Yeah, this is just a season of first for us. Like, again, we're newer army. I know we're coming into like, you know not being so new anymore but um we still are this is our first comeback we haven't seen a concert yet like all we're so many there are so many things that are new for us and like this is too and it's amazing to think that like when I listened to Wings I was like oh my gosh I haven't listened to an album like straight through or like in order and that just goes to show you like kind of how crazy it is and how everyone's BTS experience is kind of like customized Mm -hmm. um especially depending on what time you come into it it could be that like with this new album coming out it ends up being our favorite or like holds a different importance to us even though obviously love yourself does too with that being the era that we kind of came into this in you know yeah it's just kind of like a choose your own adventure DIY find your own path in this huge crazy fandom and so it's been fun but I just it just hit me when I listened to it that I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe I haven't even done this (laughs) after all these months I haven't really like sat down and listened like that but okay I come back so Molly explained what it is and it's definitely a new concept for me being an American and like people don't really like have come if they have a comeback, it's like, oh, you've been gone for a long time. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, like you are dried up and you trying to make a comeback, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like it's just like a weird concept to think of. And like, also, I'm like, BTS is, it doesn't feel like they've been gone. <laughs> I feel like they've been more active than ever. I'm like, I feel like there's been a lot no. more going on. <laughs> They've been active on social media. We had all the end of the year award shows and run PDS new episodes because they're active on social media. It's like, okay, like we see pictures of them. They've still been touring here and there. And even though we haven't had new music, we've had them, we've had content from them. So yeah, it, it's a definite new concept to Americans anyway, the, the whole comeback thing. But like we said, along with it comes other things and not just new music we've gotten all these like teasers and all these little games and little fun things from them and like whenever they they go live like they actually tease us a little bit people will ask them they're like you know we can't tell you but then they'll like sneak a little thing in there and like give us little hints about things and i think one of one thing that i never thought i would do and i was talking to one of our listeners on twitter about this the other day is wait to see pictures of them at the airport to see if their hair is different to see what their looks for the comeback is going to look like why do i care why is this a thing but it's so important to so many people and i never thought that would be something i would care about but we've like well we need to share a story because i feel like so proud of myself even though 
it relates yes. to the hair thing. So in some episodes ago, I don't remember the exact one, but I think it was like near December or something, maybe around the time of the one of the mama performances. Molly was so excited that John Cook had changed his hair. And I was like, uh, no, he didn't or whatever. I didn't recognize or notice anything, right? So <laughs> recently, and then, you know, we had like a little argument about it, like a little whatever. It was funny. And so recently, like just a couple of days ago, Molly was like, hey, I've been watching their stuff from Hong Kong. You got to watch it. It's like so good, you know, like fan vlogs, cams and stuff. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay." So I was on YouTube watching stuff and I was like looking at Jungkook's hair and I was like, it looks kind of strange. I was like, his hair normally doesn't move like that. Like it looked like his quote unquote normal, like I don't know how else to say it, like bowl cut, but they're not like bad bowl cuts, you know. Like, yeah, they're coconut heads or whatever. It looks like that sort of, but it wasn't like moving the same. And so I told Molly, I'm like, I think there's something going on with his hair. I don't know if it's like fake hair, fake a love, fake a hair. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not sure. But and then I was like, maybe it's really hot and like the sweat is causing it to like fall differently. And then that's when it hit me. How did I get on this side of things that I'm like, <laughs> Jungkook's hair is not moving the same it normally does. So Erica proceeds to tell me this and I'm like, wait, like I didn't know. I did not notice it. I had been watching fan cams and she had told me this on the Marco Polo app and she was sending me a video of it. She's like, look at it. Look at his hair. And then she's like, wait, it looks it doesn't look as bad through my phone, but on big on my TV screen, like it, you can tell the difference. And I was sitting there watching this. I'm like, I did not notice anything. And then night two of Hong Kong fan cams came out and I started paying attention. I was like, you know what? His hair does look way different. We had noticed like he had an undercut. We, there was a couple pictures and a lot of them have like, looks like pretty fresh undercuts but his was so drastic underneath like it looked like he had extensions on top and like his hair was like hanging in his eyes differently and it was so funny Erica was like I noticed Jungkook's hair before you did and it felt like a true accomplishment (laughs) (laughs) but I haven't been paying attention to Jungkook lately so Hobie is has all my attention so do we I think we need to address that I know that's not like technically on topic but it is because it's bts so can you please tell the listeners what's changed in your journey to loving bts <laughs> did i not officially say this already i thought we no. did like it was like slightly mentioned but not like formal <laughs> formally <laughs> okay this is my formal telling the world that jung hosek is my bias not jungkook <laughs> I don't jaws are dropping I I guess you're right because there's another listener that I I talked to and I was showing her my background and stuff on my phone and she she was like oh Hobie's coming for you and I was like wait I changed he's my bias and she's like what wait what when did this happen and she listens to the podcast so <laughs> <laughs> you're like was, she's like Hobie's coming for you you're like he already came and snapped he me already up. came for me and Yes. So he is my bias. 110,000%. So I have not noticed Jungkook at all um, lately, which is, which is so weird. I I love you, Jungkook. I'm sorry. Um, But it's, 
it's crazy how that happens though that I was so focused on him for a while but it's 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 also cool to watch them differently and when you watch their performances I was always focused on him and I've gone back and watched other performances and focused on Hobie. And that also lets me see some of the other guys too. Like I'm focusing on Hobie and then he moves like to the back or something. And I have to focus on someone else because I can't really see him. And Jungkook is usually always in the center. And so it's like, your eyes are always on him and, or mine were anyway. And being able to watch some of the other guys and like focus on them too um, in their performances and stuff has been has been fun um yes so anyway <laughs> well I and I want to just add to like the watching them because like I always watch different ones and we were talking about it um off the podcast I know we talk about BTS all the time by the way <laughs> um but we just need to record more right um <laughs> but we were talking about it and you know each performance there's like a different energy I love that there's seven guys because some of them will have higher energy days than others, you know, or there are certain songs that I think some of them like more than others. And you can really see them like come alive extra or like they really take the attention and focus. Like I was talking to Molly and we were talking about this performance on Jimmy Fallon show and Jimin was really like catching my eye so much. Like I would try to look at the other guys. Cause I just, sometimes I like to replay the performances and look at, a different focus and um I was looking at but I couldn't take my eyes away from Jimin during it he just you know had this energy especially during that performance my bias I guess is still sugar just for you know <laughs> records and purposes but honestly like I and I know you love them all too Molly that's not what I'm saying but I do love them all and my bias kind of came to me kind of like without me like declaring it it was kind of like people were like oh no you just mentioned sugar a lot <laughs> um I'm like oh okay but I do think my second my bias record or whatever uh, is it's RM it's RM <laughs> <laughs> even though I know I came for him and his diamond choker which I changed my mind on after, <laughs> but um, I think that's what's been happening, but we'll see. We'll see how things go and change, but it's always fun to kind of like talk about that and see maybe different places we're in in our lives or as time goes on, you know, it changes. But anyway, just want to well, put that out as a- And I do want to mention this. Erica did say something. I don't think it's going to happen, but she also said it's going to be interesting to see if any of us like or anyone like in our group or people that we know change their bias after seeing them in person that haven't ever seen them in person before so that's interesting and a point i want to make too so after we see them in in person we can give our experiences and tell you guys like okay this is how it feels to see them in person and their energies that they give off um, in person could be totally different than like what we get on screen and stuff too yeah, so that'll be super interesting to see if we're like, no, after I locked eyes with Jin <laughs> across the stadium, I knew, I knew, and I'm never going back. I ain't never going to change. Um, <laughs> back to getting on topic. Uh... <laughs> Which I don't even know what that was anymore. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, well, maybe we should mention the name of the album, their new album. We haven't even said that yet so yeah it's a new album <laughs> um so come back new album the name of the album is map of the soul persona when yes. they dropped the name of this 
obviously social media went crazy because of course you know we know a new album's coming out but it's like what does this mean and of course you know so many army were coming up with theories but what did you think when you first heard the name i had absolutely no idea to be honest <laughs> i am not you're a lot more into like the psychological stuff than I am like psychology. Um, and another one of our listeners, she, she loves psychology stuff and, um, she listened, she, or she has read or paid attention to like some of the things in books like that surround what this whole theme is. And so I really had no idea. Like I had to start reading what people were saying and like piecing together about it because I did not have any idea. Um, obviously it's a cool name, but, and, and I know what it like a persona is. So that's what I started thinking about is like different personas. And I know how we've, we've talked about this before, like how we feel like BTS is the same, like on screen and off screen on run BTS. Um, like they, they don't have these different personas like to us. But seeing a lot of these like VCRs in their um, in their performances, like at Mama and all that stuff and like leading up to it in, in the storyline, it all kind of goes together about having these different personas. And I didn't really know how it was going to relate to like their music. I was trying to relate it more to like the storyline at first. And then people started getting to the theories about like, wait, what's the actual music going to be like? What are what's the sound going to be like? What is the meaning going to be behind the words? And I still well, I know a little bit more now or have a little better understanding, but we'll talk about that in a second. What was like your first reaction to it? I was going crazy and you know that I was because I do like psychology and specifically, I'm super into what's called the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. And it's this personality assessment that you can take that sorts people into 16 different personality types. The reason this is relevant, I'm going to tell you why, um, is because that Myers-Briggs is kind of developed based off of the work of Carl Jung, who um, is the guy who wrote the book, The Map of the Soul. He's done a lot of like work about like the inner world of people and how people show up in the world. And so I am not familiar with like that specific work, but I do know that when I was going to the BTS, the big, not the BTS, but the big hit shop in order to try to place my pre-order for the um, DVD, which I still haven't actually gone through and done it because it's like 80 bucks. And I'm like, oh, I've already spent so much money on them, um, but I'm going to do it. Anyway, <laughs> um, when I was going there, I saw the book there and I'm like, that's kind of strange. And this is before they announced anything about the album. And um, I was like, but I was like, maybe it's not so strange because I know that one of the things that it says before every single music video for big hit underneath it says music for healing, right? Yep. Music and art for healing. So, and I think I read somewhere an interview or something, I can't place it at this moment, but about how like they wanted to make music that's deeper music that really helps people. And I knew from before that they had taken the Myers-Briggs and they had done like personality assessments and you can just tell that they have a good sense of self. And so when they announced that this was going to be the album and the concept and stuff, I was like, honestly, and I don't even want to cry. I'm getting emotional, (laughs) but I was just like, this proves again why BTS is like that 
group for me. Like anyone in my life knows that I will not shut up about Myers-Briggs. I like talk about it all the time. So like the fact that they're like into it too, and that they're doing an album concept based off of the work of Carl Jung. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I can't. Sorry, if you can hear things in the background, I was moving. <laughs> I'm so excited. So like for me, I just, I love them. They're not just like pop mainstream fun. You know, they're, there's a message and there's a deepness, there's a depth. And speaking of persona, which you were talking about too, they kind of remind me a little bit of like Beyonce's like um, stage where she's doing like the Sasha Fierce thing. Where oh, like yeah. she's like, Sasha Fierce is my stage persona, but Beyonce is kind of more shy and quiet and private, right? And with BTS, I don't think that they're shy and quiet and private, but it is so funny that there's like performing BTS in choreography and stuff, which is like sexy and like cool and like, you know, sharp and like all these things. And then there's like BTS that are like your best friends BTS and they're like silly and just like warm and personable and it doesn't they're not in conflict the two things but it's just so funny like if you watch fan cams and stuff and like I was watching Jimin recently which I guess now I'm dropping Jimin's name all the time um but I was watching I guess you know um I was watching Jimin recently and like they were like in that medley part of the show Mm -hmm. and the camera was focused on him and so he dropped down and then he was like giving these like Tyra Banks smize poses like these model poses and then he like popped out of it and was just like laughing and it's like amazing that they can do this like suave thing you know which maybe be might be a mask part of it too like the pop star performance like Mm -hmm. thing and then they can just be like regular guys who are just like your friend so I want to mention armypedia here um because that has a huge thing with Jimin for me right now. Um, so we've mentioned Armypedia before, and it's another thing that um, Big Hit released leading up to this new album. And when it first came out, we're like, okay, there's way too much going on. This is something that's kind of going to go on the, in the background for us, and we're not going to really get involved. We're going to see that it's going on. We both were like, okay, we need to take a little setback from social media right now. And that's what Armypedia, at least for us, was going to be about, was finding all of this stuff online. So I think we'd mentioned it before. It's basically a big like scavenger hunt to um, unlock these pieces, to piece together the last 2058 or 2085, 2000 something days. Um, yeah, 2080, I think. 2080 days with BTS. Every day that was unlocked, Army w- would be able to log in and be able to basically make a little like memory post so it's going to be like a digital um time capsule and the concept was so cool but then i'm like okay we're really not going to be able to participate as much i know erica did find a piece i don't think we talked about this um on youtube it was already unlocked but she was watching youtube and recommended something and one of like the qr codes and things popped up for her um i i never found one i wasn't really looking but I did go in later and make write down some of my memories in there. But I thought it was like such a cool concept. Two two weeks ago, week two weeks ago, uh, they had an event in Seoul, and it was for Army. Um, obviously, 
anyone who was in Seoul, um, but you had to be a member um, on the fan cafe to be able to go to this. And it was this big event they held like in this square in Seoul that usually is only rented out for like like festivals or concerts or something? Yeah, it's not really like for a public event. It's more for like private events, um, but they let Big Hit rent this out. And there were thousands and thousands of people that attended. And there was like fun little games and stuff that BTS did on this big screen. And uh, they broadcast it and they asked like quiz questions. And it was just kind of like a fun little event for ARMY to get together. That was, I think, like the halfway point. So then that led into the rest of the dates being unlocked. And we only had up until um, a certain date to get everything unlocked to begin with. It was like it was a four week period. Well, they held the last event technically yesterday. It was 3 p.m. yesterday in Seoul. Um, It was late last night, early this morning for us here in the States. Um, They called it um, Armypedia Army United in Seoul. It was, it started off very similar and then they had what they called the BTS show basically. And so BTS <laughs> recorded this show and it was almost like a run BTS episode is what it ended up being like. At one point they were asking questions to each other. Um, RM was the MC and he was like, okay, we're going to um, ask these questions about like older videos of us and like past performances and things. And Jimin knew every single answer all the other members were like how do you know this stuff like how do you remember and at one point he goes what are you talking about he goes i am army and i was like oh my gosh jimin he like associates himself with us too like he's like i'm an army like i love our group as much as army does even though i'm in the group he remembers all of these things because he's such like his heart is so big and he loves it so much. And like, it means a lot to us to remember. So he tries to remember these things and these details. It made my heart so happy. Like I was crying. I was like, Oh my gosh, Jim, and you were the cutest, sweetest thing. But then he goes into, you know, I wake up to the fan cams of him, like grinding on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) in Hong Kong but like he just pre-recorded this video where he's like I am army and like I'm the cutest little thing and I laugh and I can't see when I laugh because my eyes close and I'm so cute but I have this whole other like persona when I'm on stage yeah so I just I wanted to share that about Jimin and the duality of them because they all have it <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculous they definitely all do I think Jimin's is the most extreme Mm-hmm. Because he's like, again, a like cute little mochi, like as everybody likes to describe. And then he's not that at all when he's like dancing on stage and stuff. And he's, I call him, I call him wild Jimin. Yes. <laughs> I love when he gets wild, like, and he usually does it when like, there's no choreography. And then like the music really comes in and then he'll be wild. And he, <laughs> I love it. I'm like, oh, there's wild Jimin. But speaking of what you're saying about that, like him being army too, like it's really comforting to know. And in one of our past episodes, we talked a lot about how, or I talked about how I think they're like kind of our soulmates and everything, but in a different way of like, not necessarily like, oh, we need to get married, but like, like this relationship between army and them is like this just like very special thing that I've never really been a part of before it really is unique like I said I've been I'm a fan of a lot of different people like I'm a big fan of Taylor Swift 
But like I was listening to like a Taylor Swift fan talk. Like I try to keep up with the news and stuff. Um, not as much as this, but a little bit. And as she was talking, I was like, um, this girl named Lauren Lipman on YouTube, if you want to look it up. <laughs> anyway, I was um, watching her and I'm like, the way she talks about Taylor is the way like I feel about BTS. And it's very interesting to observe it as like an outsider because like, I think it's great. Like I love Taylor, right? BTS is not the same. And so the way I was like kind of thinking about it is like, I was telling Molly this too, but one of my favorite shows is uh, Grey's Anatomy. It's been on for about like 15 years now. The main writer of the show was talking about how like some people feel close to her characters and even closer than they do to their families because they spend more time with her characters than the families. They know that they can count on that every single week for the past 15 years. They know these characters. They know what they're going through. They've been through the stuff with them. I found parallels between that and like BTS. I know that we've only been with them for about like six months, seven months or so. They're such a big part of our daily lives at this point. And it's so weird to think because they weren't before, right? We didn't know that much about them. You didn't really know they existed or anything. No. And like, it may be weird for people on the outside to be like, oh, this group, what are you talking about? Like, it's just a music group. But for us, it isn't because like, they do give so much content and so much of themselves mm-hmm. to ARMY. So you really can get a chance to know them through all this content and like, just the way they interact with each other, what they think, what they're saying, what they're doing. Their music has hints about who they are as people. But, you know, you see these Bangtan bombs and like, you get to like, know how they joke around and what they, you know, think. And like, I spend a lot of time with BTS each day. And so it's like a very weird relationship that one that can only happen in like 21st century. Hey, 21st century girl. It's very unique and special. And the reason I bring this up and it all ties to Armypedia too. But the reason I bring that up is because we've gotten messages from people who listen to our podcast, which by the way, thank you so much for listening. It's so weird for us that like people listen and like it and that's awesome. <laughs> and feel so, the need to reach out to us and let us know that they listen and that they love it. Yeah, thank you. And if you want to, if, if you haven't and you want to, go <laughs> ahead and do that. <laughs> a lot of people have a similar story to us. Well, there's a few things. One, a lot of people find BTS at a time in their life when they really need it. Isn't that like so crazy that you really kind of come across like it's like meant to be? It's like fate, yeah. right? Because I knew about them before we really got into them right and molly i never told you this but i was like if i get into them i know i could get real deep into the into liking this group right and i was like no i'm gonna like put it off but part of me also knew like in a weird way that like i'm gonna put it off and i'm gonna like get into them when i really need to and i know that's like a weird thought like it's not something i like focused on or i thought like really super consciously but i was like i'm gonna listen to their music and have it be something when I like really need it and it's kind of crazy but then like around the time that we started liking them my mom had just died and you had just gotten out of a really long-term relationship and so like it became really important and I feel like a lot of people who are army not just fans but army have like a similar story of like whether it doesn't have to be a death or loss of a loved one but maybe it's like you know, you're going through something like a challenging thing in your life, whether it's school or work or something. And they kind of show up when you need it, like little guardian angels through music, you know, music for healing. So that's one thing. But two is that 
when you're an older fan, it's very hard to find people who get and understand why it's so important to you. Like when you're younger, people are like, oh, you freak out and you're passionate about everything, right? right? When you're older, it's like, well, that's something you're supposed to do when you're like 12. You're not supposed to be this into things, right? It's not supposed to matter. It's hard to, you kind of have to hide it. Not that you want to hide it, but it's like kind of weird. And people are like, what, you're 30. Why are you into this boy band? They don't like get it. You don't want to spend a bunch of your life explaining (laughs) why they need to get it, right? That's why so many people find solace in being online and find the community online because you can find people who see it the same way and who accept you and get it. And so when people wrote to us about the podcast, it's like really great that people can feel like, okay, like there are other people out there that love this group the way that I do, that understand this group the way that I do, that have this same sense of importance for the group in their lives and that we also can make a connection to other people through it too. As you were saying like that it relates to Armypedia and being like a a collective thing uh, at the end of the show last night uh, there was a special message from RM. RM wanted to give like a special message to Army. He actually says that he said BTS is not just about the members. It's a communal relationship between the members and ARMY. I have felt that every day since I, since day one, I felt that. And whether it's through Live or through them communicating through Fan Cafe or Twitter, whatever that it's been, um, I have felt that it's been like a communal relationship. And kind of like going back to what Jim had said, he's like, I'm an ARMY. He's like, I'm ARMY too. They want to get to know us. They feel... Like they want to know who we are just as much as we want to know who they are. Uh, they had questions for Army a couple of weeks ago. J Hope had gotten on Fan Cafe and asked these questions. They were collectively asking, uh, "What do you guys want to ask Army? What do you want to What do you want to know?" And Jungkook goes, "What did you have for breakfast?" Like that's how curious they are. He they literally want to know what we eat for breakfast, like what we do on in our day to day lives. That's how invested in us that they want to be as well. Um, And then he continues on to say, you have a lot of memories of our history, but we also have a lot of memories of ARMY. And we're curious about what you're experiencing and what you're thinking. Looking back at ARMYpedia, um, so it made it seem like they've all gotten on there already and like looked at these memories. Uh, He says it made made me think about how you are out there living your lives with BTS and how this all ties into the album. Um, He says you know, we have a new album coming out and I think these, con- these feelings will continue uh, because we wrote about our true feelings and the things that we want to say to you. Mm. Like what, what artist, what group does that? Who and- actually takes the feelings and the memories and things they have with their fans and like basically writes an album for them and to them. And what you're saying right now is just hitting me because he said something to, not to that effect. I mean, not that eloquent and not for, you know, not that forthcoming, but at the Grammys, like this next uh-huh. one is going to give back, you know, yep. and this is just extending on that. I don't think I really took it in until this moment when you're really reading it. You know, I watched like the Army PDA live, but like hearing you read those words and thinking about them differently really makes me wonder about 
this next album and what it's going to mean. And like, like I said, I think this could end up being a very, very special moment in history. I mean, like right now, they're doing better than ever. The army's bigger than it's ever been. I mean, I can't imagine what their lives, well, I guess I can because they show us, but what their <laughs> lives really, truly look and feel like, you know, it's crazy. And even Jungkook was saying during the Army Armypedia talk show, it's just really surreal. <laughs> He's like, it just doesn't feel yeah. real. And then they joked around. They're like, oh, and Jung is like, when you wake up, you'll be 15-year-old Jungkook and it'll all be a yeah. dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they're they're super funny. But yeah, no, I totally agree. And like, it's just such a special relationship. And so what's so great about it is that we get to like participate in it in our own way. It's bringing us together as friends, you and I, and then also with other people who are listening. And so we're just hoping that like, if you're army out there, that you don't feel alone. One of the things that we want to do with this podcast is just like have a conversation about this stuff. And maybe you don't have people who get it or relate to it or whatever, then hopefully this feels like you're talking with us. I know Molly, you were saying like one listener was saying like she talks back to <laughs> the podcast. Right? Yeah. She, she said, you know, because basically this is Erica and I having a conversation and she told me um, whenever she listens to us, she like talks to us too, but she's like talking at us because obviously we can't say anything back to her. Um, but I talk to her through Twitter a lot. And, and I'm serious when I stay on here, like message us and we will talk about BTS. I am dead serious. Like I have like five or six listeners that I talk to on a daily basis about BTS through different social media messaging apps, because I can talk about them all day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Erica and I have made more friends through this, but I mean, for the most part, like we talk to each other about BTS and it, it's come to my attention that there's a lot of people who don't have another outlet as Erica was saying like some of our older listeners are like us being older it's hard to find people who love them like we do who understand them like we do who will talk about them like we do and so anytime you need someone to talk to about BTS and you just want to like express your love and your feelings message us we are happy to talk to you um anytime on either of our twitters or instagram wherever um yeah we will a way to talk to you because we don't want anyone to feel alone in this because it, it's not like as RM said like it's a communal thing like we're a family we don't want any anyone to be I'm gonna start crying <laughs> we don't want anyone Aww. to like be alone in this in this journey like it's it's not supposed to be about that it's supposed to be not only if, about loving yourself but loving each other and like finding this community and this family and finding a place in the world and if you don't have that like we're happy to be that for you. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And like, and if you want to just talk back to us too, that's also good too. I think that's just like the most awesome thing. Like, I just wanted to like, just, ah, uh, just say that because it's like, wow, like, I'm so glad that people feel that way. So about this album, any predictions that you have about this in terms of like music stylings or what do you, what are you thinking? Anything at all? I really have no idea. I, after last night, I, what I want it to be is what their performances were last night, basically like unplugged versions of like their old songs. It was almost, it was like very acoustic-y feel. And uh, even though they performed No More Dream, it wasn't 
like this hardcore rap hip hop, even though it was the same song, like the styling was totally different. You know, obviously they were just sitting in chairs and singing it, but like the music behind it was different too. And I, I loved the three songs that they did. I, I don't know. I just, I think they're going to go in a different direction than what they've, they've been doing. I think, I think it's maybe going to be a little more like mellow after we got um, scenery and promise. I think it's going to have maybe more of an acoustic feel to it being maybe like a love letter to army. It's going to be like, like RM said, it's, it's a thank you and it's giving back to us. I, I really have no idea. It could be, it could be literally anything and I will probably love it no matter what it is. I just don't know. There's been so many like teases from so many different places. I'm just kind of confused now <laughs> about where it's going to go. <laughs> There's like no telling with BTS because they do so much. But I do think that it's going to be, I do think it has the potential of being very different than this last era. And like, I kind of kind of take my cues from RM's mono and like you said also the other solo releases they've been very mellow like the kind of music they've been releasing I just feel like that's like where they're at it's kind of a slower pace maybe not as like hard hitting and everything which is not to say they won't like have fast songs or anything but like I don't think it's going to be in the same vein but one theory that was dropped like I have to give credit to my boyfriend he was like you know I was listening to RM's joke in the car and he's like, and then I was thinking with this new album, even he's getting in on the theories, by the way, <laughs> but he's like, with this new album, do you think that maybe they're going to like have like themselves represented individually, like their personas and like kind of go into like the styles that they sort of came to the group originally with or whatever. And I thought that was like kind of an interesting thought of like, you know, when Suga and RM really first came to the group, they had this like really hard rap sort of sound uh-huh. and they haven't really done that as much. So I don't know that that's really what they're going to do, but I do think it'd be interesting to see like how they take this, you know, like, are they going to do the first iteration, which is persona, like be like the image of them, like what you think that they are. And then it's all going to culminate in a different version of the album that's like musically and stylistically very different you know right. from this i also have no idea um i do think we're going to see some individualized stuff though for sure i hope we do yeah i i love their individual songs and i also think that keeps them like in the group you know again in the u.s when a group is like oh we're gonna do my solo songs or my solo stuff it's like bye you know like mm-hmm. the group's over or like but with BTS, it's not really that way. So I like that they have the opportunity to kind of like do their own thing within the, you know, parameters of being in the group still too. Yeah, I'm really excited. So, okay, here's, so we don't really know anything. They like, haven't shown any photos, any concepts, any anything. We know that their hair is going to be different. One of the things that Molly was saying is that like she thinks that their hair colors and stuff are sprayed on because they're not really trying to reveal anything about the real look for the album yet they want it to kind of be like you know a surprise and stuff um and I totally agree but so we don't really have much information all we can do is speculate however I did want to talk about the more popular that BTS gets and I know we're a new army so it's like how can we really talk about this but the more that they get the more that there's potential for like fair weather bandwagon fans to join in 
something that I've been seeing online since like they've been saying this new album is everybody's talking about like, oh, look, they've already have this many pre-orders and like we're number one. This group is the top. This group is the best. And I guess what I want to say is that I don't want ARMY to get their validation from numbers like oh bts is the best group because they're number one because their music videos hit this many views and Uh because they sell this many records like those things are really great but they can come and go like things change and things shift and it could be like after this even this album people are like "Mm, not really feeling it onto something new trend you know and i don't think that's what true army are going to do but i don't think people should be discouraged if like they're not in the world's eyes the number one group anymore there may come a day where that doesn't happen and i don't think people should get their like validation of the group from that like oh it's great to celebrate it but i just feel like there i've just seen like a lot of people bragging online about it almost like in comparison to like other k-pop groups and stuff for instance there's like blackpink right the people who love blackpink love them probably the same that we love bts But it's constantly people being like, you know, BTS is on the top, right? Well, what happens if they're on the top? It doesn't negate the talent, the work, the beauty or anything about BTS. So I don't know. I just have been seeing a lot of like posturing about that, almost like kind of like bragging. And it's like numbers and stuff don't, to me, qualify what they do and what they do well even though that's a great it's a great accomplishment and I'm really glad for all the historic things that they've done and I think they deserve it but it's like whether they're the most popular group or they aren't if their music is still great and they're still great people then I'm always going to be an army whether people care or not (laughs) yeah I I'm glad that you said that because I've seen a little bit of both I've seen people that are just super proud because of that. And then I've seen people bragging about it and almost being like, hey, look, the group that I follow is better than your group. And to me, those people aren't true army. Those are the people that are either like the bandwagon people or they're the people that are trying to get attention and want to like start this big fan account to feel like they have a place in the world, I guess. There's fans of other groups that might think their group is better than BTS, but it's because they connect with them in a different way. You know, we could have connected with a totally different band. Like it could have been um, a different K-pop group or there could have been uh, like the rise of boy bands. Maybe is coming back like the Jonas Brothers just put out a new um, a new single and it could have been the Jonas Brothers, like, that we connected to at that time, but it wasn't, like, it was BTS, and everyone connects to different groups in different ways at different times in their life, and it doesn't mean, like, one group is better than the other because their numbers are better or whatever. Exactly what you said, Erica, like, as long as BTS is who they are, their personalities don't change, they still make music that means something to me, I'm going to be an ARMY regardless if they're selling five copies or 50 million copies yeah and like i said if they do lose like a lot of like popularity that means easier access to concerts and front rows and stuff (laughs) not that i want them to but i'm just saying there's benefits if it does happen um but if it doesn't and they keep you know rising and keep conquering the world then that's great too but i think the 
other message I want to say is this translates into real everyday life too. A mm-hmm. lot of times you can get your validation from how many likes did I get on a tweet or how many, you know, likes did I get on my Instagram photo and or Facebook or whatever it is. And it's like, if you don't get that many or people didn't do it, then all of a sudden it's like, does what I say mean anything? How many friends do I have on this? How many followers do I have on this? And if I don't have that many, then maybe that means that I'm not relevant or I don't, you know, I don't matter as much or whatever. And it's like, you can't find your meaning in that. You can't find your value or your worth in that. You have to dig deeper beyond that. Like that comes and goes. It's fleeting. Trends change. People change their minds. People jump on things and they leave things and everything like that. What really counts is like those real, true, true, genuine, authentic connections and things that really matter to you and being yourself and everything. And of course that goes with love yourself and speak yourself and all these things, you know, we have to live it too as fans. I think it's just really easy to get, get, to get caught up in that. But the thing is, is when that goes away, because it will at some point, it'll change at some point, then, you know, what's left. And if you put too much value in that, then it can really like mess you up. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I like you said that we have to we have to live that as fans too. We appreciate and value them for the things that they do and say, and we need to reflect that. We need to live our lives how they live their lives. And if we say we're an army, we want to reflect good on them, and we don't want people to look at us and say, "Oh, look at their fan base! Like all they care about are numbers, or all they care about is doing this and this." So, yeah, I'm just putting it out there because I do think that this album will be great. I know they've been working really hard. You know, sometimes people build up so many things in their mind or expectations, and then there's a lot of pressure. And then what if it isn't what we want or love or whatever? That's going to, that doesn't define them. Like one album doesn't make them. I've seen in other groups and other artists them be at the top. And then when they're not like super trendy, how they're treated and how people maybe stop talking about them less or it's not. And I've, I've seen it in the months that we've been fans, like just seen it grow of like, there'll be like media outlets and everybody who knows it's like the golden touch, right? If you mention BTS army will be there because we love them so much. So then people kind of pander um, because they want likes and they want attention and they want tweets. Well, what happens when they're not like the most popular thing anymore? And then it's like, we're left in the dust and no one covers their stuff anymore. So you have to like, not just like them because Feeler. this is trending up. Yeah. Upwards. Right. You have to like do it for real reasons. So, but I'm not worried. Obviously I'm not worried about that for us or anything like that, but it's just interesting to see these trends and to be a little bit older than how it was when we were like younger, when like NSYNC and stuff, <laughs> I have to mention them every episode when NSYNC was out and they were, that was brand new to us. And it's like, it's never going to end. And then it did. I don't know that I have much else to say about persona. Cause we just don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. We just, we just wanted to um, talk about BTS basically in this episode and, and mention the album and that, um, you know, it's our first comeback and what we maybe think is going to happen. And we all obviously have no idea, um, but we're really excited for it. You know, don't worry. We will be having plenty more to say about it as it gets closer and when it comes out. 
For sure. And also, if you haven't already, you can pre-order it. So um, it is available in in terms of the U.S. It's available at like Amazon, Walmart, Target, places like that. So you can like pre-order it online. Also, if you're not in the U.S., you can also probably from your iTunes store, you can get it the day of if you use that Apple Music or anything. But also you can go to Big Hits website and order it there too. So I'll be sure to put links in the show notes so that you can grab that up. We definitely want to support them, even though they've taken so much money from us. (laughs) I don't even want to talk about that. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I need to pre-order this thing, but I'm like, I'm so resistant to it because I'm like, oh my gosh. And that's my thing. If I were to give any feedback, if you're listening, BTS, hey, I love you so much. Oh my gosh. I want to meet you. But also, can you just like space stuff out a little bit more? (laughs) Because it is a hard hit to the bank accounts. Yeah, and stop making really cute merchandise too because I don't think I told you Erica, I have another like big order of BTS merchandise coming my way. So Oh gosh, Molly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was actually browsing a couple of things cuz like here's some news. <laughs> we haven't really done, you know, straight up news, but they've released some more stuff to Hot Topic in the United States. Yep. So and also, I was on a site, like, I ordered an army bomb ahead of this just so I can have it before the concert. And it actually got delivered um, today. <gasps> but we'll, we'll talk about that off the episode. But it got <laughs> delivered today. But on top of that, um, I went to the website that I got it from. I'm like, let me just look through a few things. And I was like, maybe. And I'm like, no, I've already, where's this money going to come from? I've already spent so much. Oh, I know. Uh, and I... I get the fast pass weekly on the webtoon. Well, every other week. And it's it's like, oh, it's it's only 99 cents, but it's 99 cents every other week for the past like six weeks. So <laughs> it keeps adding up, but I can't not do it. And I read I ordered the notes and I pre-ordered the album and I pre-ordered um the Funkos. I mean, they're they're coming out with so much stuff, and it's all so cute, and it's not like, oh, this is eh, this is eh, so I'm not gonna buy it. It's all adorable and I need all of it. So, yeah, it's they want to talk about temptation and like loving yourself and loving your bank account. <laughs> yeah, I can't with them. Um, but I did say with the hot topic, I'm like, I'm going to just wait because there's one in a mall um, nearby to where I will be living. So I was like, you know, if I happen to go to the mall and see something in person, Mm-hmm. Then that's different, but I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to order anything online. <sighs> we'll, we'll check in with me in the next episode and let's yeah. see if we have anything. Right. At this rate, Hobie, if you're listening, um, I'm just going to start giving you my paycheck because that's where all my money goes to anyway. So, yeah. One last thing. I know we might as well just send our like funds directly <laughs> to them, right? Let's just do direct deposit because that's really what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> But I did want to bring up something. One last thing. Yesterday, last night, the main BTS Twitter account kind of accidentally retweeted like a fan's artwork. And so there are theories floating about that like BTS has these secret accounts where they like interact with ARMY. And this kind of goes with what we were saying about them like loving ARMY and being a part 
of us and everything like that. And like, I think that they're seriously on like the ground level. And like, it would make sense if I were a celebrity, I'd have like a secret account that's not like attached to me and just mm-hmm. like read what people are saying or even like put some stuff out. If there's rumors, it'd be like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Celebrities are fans of other things too. Like they're not just like fans of themselves. They're fans of other things too. So like they could have a fan account for maybe like, another group or another celebrity or like they want to like and read news and like have stuff where people aren't bombarding them with questions and like oh my gosh I love you and they just want to be able to like almost feel normal I guess in a way with stuff like that and why it's a big deal Erica said that is because they they deleted this tweet right after it it was really quick and then we only know because the person whose fan art it was like took a screenshot of it and then a couple people saw it and were like what happened and then they deleted it and then like two minutes later Jungkook posted different fan art and he like tagged himself so people were thinking like okay Jungkook accidentally retweeted RM fan art from like his personal account or he thought he was logged into his personal account and he was logged into their main BTS account (laughs) it makes it it makes sense I would have one too yeah but the cool thing to think about that is like what are they seeing? What are they watching? And like, it's then Molly and I, of course, started theorizing, like, what if they're listening to the podcast? Um, we have some download soul, and I am now I am convinced that one of them is listening to our podcast. So hi, guys, whichever one it is of you. We love you. <laughs> yep. So we just thought that was funny. Yeah. If you're listening to BTS, we love you, obviously, because uh, we <laughs> speak for hours about you to the internet and also to each other. (laughs) So there you go. Anyway, we haven't really spoken about not super major things. And obviously the album coming up is major, but it's not like we have that much like facts and everything. We just wanted to like kind of also touch base with you guys and say thank you again for listening and supporting us as well. Yes. Thank you so much. We, uh, Erica said this earlier, like, it's just weird that people listen and <laughs> not weird, but like, it's surreal that people listen. And when you guys contact us, it makes it more real to know like, oh, there's real people listening to us. And we want to, we want to hear from you and we want to thank you for continuing to support us. And, you know, we love BTS and we love you guys. And thank you. Yes. Oh, and also, if you have any theories about Persona, because we really didn't go into like all the clues and stuff that people have talked about online. But if you have any theories or what you think is going to be happening, like shoot us that in a message too. let us know what your predictions are. And it'll be fun to see when it comes out um, what we thought. Please do, because I'm I'm all theoried out because I've been reading the notes and the webtoon and everything and the theories and the whole storyline is just like overwhelming. So we want to hear what you guys think as well. Why say no (laughs) when you can say B-T? Yes. Bye. Till next time.